Great leaders can inspire us and help bring out the best in us. But not all of us have the privilege to be in close proximity of such leaders who can guide us on a daily basis. That is why it is so important to become a self-leader, since you will fortunately never be without you. Hey tribe, and welcome back to the Empower Yourself with MLG Coaching podcast. I'm your host, Mandy, and this is episode number 12. Let's get into what it means and what it looks like specifically to be a self-leader. Growing up, I always had a longing for a strong mentor or leader who will show me the way and who will inspire me and whom I will respect and maybe even fear enough that I will do everything I need to do to become great. You know, almost like having a sensei that teaches you all the truths about life, the mind and the body. I guess that's why I admire martial arts so much, all the focus and hours and years of painful work that goes into becoming great. Now, over time, I've learned that we can piece that together for ourselves by reading wonderful books, learning from people around us, and looking at extraordinary people around the globe. But one thing I've realized that is crucial to our success and that no one else can give us is self-leadership. This applies to everything in life, whether it is regarding your job, your business, your hobbies, or your personal goals and aspirations. If you know me by now, you know I like to give myself as much power as possible and leave as little as possible to outside forces. So my five principles of self-leadership are vital for me to stay on track and be the best version I can be. And of course, I want to share that with you too. So my first principle is self-accountability. This means doing what you said you would do, even if no one is watching. And, and this is a big one, even if no one cares. My husband and I had this conversation last week when I failed to upload my yoga video before midnight on Thursday. I had a week filled with very long working hours and didn't get to record and upload my video on time on Thursday. So I was not happy with myself and my hubby said, you know, no one is going to hold it against you. Now, I know that, and to be honest, I'm pretty sure no one cares or even notices when I slip up on uploading a video. But I care, and I hold myself accountable because I know if I become comfortable with dropping the ball, that will become a benchmark for how I behave in the future. Like my wonderful father-in-law always says, if you accept a standard, you set a standard. Doing what you say you are going to do and holding yourself accountable even if no one is watching and no one cares is super important. This sets the foundation of the standard you hold yourself to and will influence how fast you reach your goals. It will affect your confidence in yourself, your integrity, and also how you do everything else in your life. Remember, how you do one thing is how you do everything, and how you do everything determines the overall quality of your life. 
This does not mean that you cannot change your strategies over time or reconsider your commitments if you see that it is decreasing your quality of life or when your priorities change. But just be honest with yourself. If you see you've bitten off more than you can chew, stop pouring salt into the wound by trying to continuously bullshit yourself that you are going to do it. Rather commit to less and be religious about sticking to that. It's like Tumble, you said in one of his episodes, stop hitting the snooze button. Be honest with yourself that you are not going to get up earlier and just set your alarm for the time you really need to get up. At least that way you'll get some extra decent sleep in and you won't have disappointed yourself. The second principle is believe in your vision even if those around you can't see the full picture. I've experienced the pain of people close to me not being as excited about my vision as I am, whether that is around some silly insight or plan or big things I really feel strongly about. Now, I've let this discourage and stop me in the past. And then one day I realized they don't have to be excited with me. It's not their vision and dream. They don't have to be as sold on it as I am. They have their own life to worry about and my path isn't their path. So making my goals dependent on their enthusiasm doesn't really make any sense. There's a difference between asking for feedback when it's appropriate but it's still up to you to filter those comments and only use those that are in alignment with your vision and path. On this note, also pick your audience when you decide to share your vision. Talk to people who you know will get it and can understand your reasons. For example, if your granny has never heard of TikTok, she's not going to understand why the hell you are spending so much time filming yourself doing weird dances or your parents who have been very successful and feel safe in climbing the corporate ladder won't understand how you can be so foolish to try and start your own business. Now, don't condemn them for not getting it. They are probably just trying to protect you, but instead find the right community to share with in selected times. The third principle of self-leadership is being completely honest with yourself. Now, this isn't nice and comfortable at first, but man, once you get the hang of it, it's so empowering and oddly liberating. You can only truly lead yourself when you are willing to look at yourself and ask, where am I not taking responsibility? What do I have to change? What are the difficult things I am avoiding? Where am I giving my power away? And what lesson do I need to learn? The more you get comfortable with being brutally honest with yourself, the more you are empowering yourself and creating space for growth. Now, please don't use the self-honesty as evidence of you being quote-unquote a wreck or to shame yourself. You are not helping anyone by doing that. A self-leader always uses information and realizations for improvement and never as a reason to break themselves down. The fourth principle is to be your own inspiration. Become excited and inspired by your own growth and progress and use that as fuel to both keep going and as a reason to not lose what you have already acquired. If you've lost 5 kgs, then let that inspire you to lose 5 more and do not slip and lose the progress you have made. If you are going to the gym and you are starting to see that first muscle pop let that inspire you to go back tomorrow in order to not lose it and also to gain more. If your savings account is starting to grow, 
look at that and recognize your discipline so far and let that previous success inspire you to not spend it impulsively and lose your progress. And imagine where you'll be a year from now if you keep that trend up. So don't look around too much. When you see others who are far ahead of you, that might discourage you. Only look at other people's progress if it inspires you. If it doesn't, focus only on yourself and your growth, no matter how small it is, because over time it will compound into great success. Last, but definitely not least, know yourself. Now this ties in with being honest with yourself, but goes even deeper. It requires you to become a bit more analytical toward your behavior, your processes and belief systems. So you have to know your patterns and consciously break them. You have to know at what point you usually struggle and plan ahead for those times. For example, having a clear reminder of why you started in the first place or certain tools that help you in specific states of demotivation. You can go and listen to episode number 10 on motivation if you want more details on the topic of staying motivated. Also know how you operate best. Set yourself up for success. Know your circadian rhythm, when you are most efficient with which tasks and plan your day accordingly. Know your processes of learning and creating and within what time frame. Not everyone operates at the same pace. I know, for example, that I take a bit longer to get the hang of something in the beginning, but then once I have it, I build up quickly from there. I use that knowledge to know how to set realistic targets and also not to get despondent when I don't make fast progress in the beginning and have to put in extra time. Also know how much you can effectively handle at a time. I know people who can have many projects running at once and they thrive on it. I know I need to focus on one thing at a time until that's established before adding on more. That knowledge helps me to say no to new projects if I'm not settled into the current one yet, and it prevents me from feeling overwhelmed and burning out. Now, these are my top five principles that I have discovered that work for me, and I hope that they will help you to take control of your life too. Here's a quick recap of what they are. The first principle is self-accountability. The second, believe in your vision even if those around you can't see the full picture. The third is being completely honest with yourself. The fourth is to be your own inspiration. And the last one, know yourself. Each one in itself can be quite a lot, so as usual, I would recommend looking at the ones you can implement easily first and then go to the rest. For example, knowing yourself comes with time and awareness, so you can just start to look at yourself in that light and to gather data. In the meantime, you can easily start with principle two of being protective of your vision or principle one, structuring your life and committing only to things that you are likely to stick to. Over time, these become a way of life and will take you from strength to strength. Thank you so much for tuning in again today. As usual, I loved hanging out with you. Good luck on your path to becoming a self-leader. The effort is well worth it. Trust me on this. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day or evening. And as always, remember to live an empowered life. I'll catch you in the next one.